This week, the BAMFCAST is kicking it again with an old friend. In the balls. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, Episode 62. Holy shit. Shit, shit. Once shit. again, we're shocked. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. Uh, I'm in the beach. I just want to wait till you take a drink to do yeah, that part. Mid-sip. Yeah. So what we do each and every episode of the BAMFCAST is we kick back into the past of bad movies, and uh, we teleport one to the future, and we watch it for, you know, our own pleasure's sake most of the time. Then we come in here and talk about it for about 30 minutes, and uh, then we rate said movie one, two, five jocks for a good bad movie, an enjoyable bad movie after Robot Jocks. Or it gets one, two, five bags in a negative sliding scale, as in douchebags after Twilight. These are the stay away movies. But this one, this time we decided to go for a sequel. I think this yeah. is our first sequel where we watched the first yeah. one. Where we have reviewed both movies. Right. Because um, well, yeah, you're right. We did Weekend at Bernie's too, but we didn't We never with, watched the original Weekend well, I, at Bernie's. Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen it. We've all it's probably seen it. Because Weekend at Bernie's but, 1 yeah. is not a bad movie, guys. Come on. Because <laughs> exactly. there are not dancing zombies <laughs> right, in right, right. Weekend at Bernie's but 1. But this is... Thus uh, making it inferior. They're not moving like Bernie. Exactly. 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 Uh, so we watched uh, one year later than the original, I believe. Um, 1991's Karate Cop. The Karate sequel Cop. to... Omega Cop. Omega Cop. Omega Cop. My voice is gone. I can't. Um, yeah, so different director, but same star in Ron Marcini. Yes. And he plays the same character. And that's really what matters. Yeah, yeah. And I believe, did we universally five jocks Omega Cop? I believe we did. Yes. I'm pretty damn sure we enjoy the hell out of that I think there's a 99.9% chance we did that. Yeah. I think even Tobias gave it five jobs. Right. That's right. right. So. Right. Yeah, we, we love the hell out of a mega cop. So we had to do Karate Cop. So let's yeah. start with like we usually do with a quick plot synopsis. And uh, mm, why don't you take your move on from there? Harlow. In a future with no law and order, John Travis is the only honest cop left. In his future, there is only crime, corruption, and violence around every corner. Gangs rule the streets and stage underground gladiator battles. Crime pays until Travis makes a decision to put things right. Yeah, so, I mean, wow, Karate Cop. Sequel yeah, to dude. Omega Cop. How about that? Um, the DVD, which is super high quality that we have here, <laughs> and... Um, Something, what did we say, uh, can barely be qualified as... It is only it is, plastic in the legal sense. Right, yeah. right. It's almost a cardboard sleeve, but it's plastic-like. But yeah, it, it touts starring Ron Marchini and David Carradine. <laughs> they don't mention that David Carradine is in it for about... Three minutes? Three minutes. Maybe. Maybe four. And it's, and it's also kind of really funny because we're, we're jumping ahead in the movie, um, because when he shows up, it's pretty obvious he didn't want to give a Be lot there. of his time or uh you know they couldn't pay him for a lot of his time because the rest of the movie is pretty well put together but mm -hmm. his scenes are like horribly recorded i mean half of it oh, sounds yeah. like it's perfectly adr'd or, or um shotgun mic'd and the other half sounds like it's being recorded like straight off a video camera yeah that was it's weird. a weird yeah. scene so it, it's a strange strange scene but anyway karate cop where does it where to begin uh, ah. well, the, 
on the list of things I am thankful for this Thanksgiving week. It's the the fact that this exists yeah. is one of them. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. This really is a worthy sequel to Omega Cop. Yes. Yeah. Um, it doesn't... Though not as much doo-wop. No, no, no. disappointed no, no, in the no, lack no. of doo-wop yeah. in this one. I, I think I will be thankful for the fact that the Ron Marchini whatever cop exists. <laughs> Any cop? Yes. Any yeah. cop. I think Ron, Ron Marchini. Marchini exists. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I think, let's, let's go with that. I think that's a little bit more... A little bit more accurate uh, depiction of my thankful, mm-hmm. my thankful nosity. So this starts off, and we're a little confused because we we know this is a sequel, and, and we're we're trying to figure out how much of it a sequel it is because is it just a name? You know, is we know he's in it, and he's more than likely playing. Well, we know from the cover that he's playing yeah. John Travis again, but there are no callbacks to the first movie. Not whatsoever. really. No. Um, it starts off with two women running from a gang of hooligans, much like the first one. I guess they never really even remotely begin to explain that why they're the, the freaks or what do they call them? Scabs or scars? scabs? Scabs. Scabs. Why? You know, they don't, I guess they assume you've seen that or they just don't care, but they're, they're being chased by these, these gang members and all carrying pipes and crowbars and things like that. And, ah! and for, for a brief second, we thought it was supposed to be the two women, I believe two of the women that he escapes with in the first one. Cause this he make off with three at the end. Of the first one, I think it was three, two or three. Yeah. Either way, they're gone. Yeah. yeah, but they're they're just they're gone. That never never explain. But one of them looks a lot like one of the girls. Very much. Very we much, thought it was her. Yeah. Whatever. One of them gets killed trying to sacrifice herself to save the other one. I guess. And uh, the one that we think is from the first one. I mean, it looks a lot like one of the girls from the first mm-hmm. one. Is not. Yeah, it's not at all. But she she barely gets away, gets hit in the head with a rock, and is crawling towards this <laughs> building. And just as she's about to pass out, you see the boot of the Omega Cop, John Travis. I believe it also features a knife. It does. Uh, mm-hmm. Boot knife. It, it does. Just to show that he's, you know. He's ready. He's mean, he means he, business. Yeah. Just to show that he's awesome. Right. And uh, so. His ass-kicking knife boots. As As. BJ cor- correctly predicted one guy goes in there to, <laughs> to, to confront one him. One guy runs in. And then gets karate kicked out. Never Out the door. Never have <laughs> yeah. we seen John Travis at this point. You know, it's how you make an entrance, basically. Guy flying from your boot out the door first, <laughs> and then you step into frame, and mm-hmm. that's how you do well, it. Well, he steps folks. out of the smoke, and he's all yes. backlit. And of course. His ears are just in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> they can just the wind. breaking I that hear silhouette. You coming a mile away. <laughs> he's, of course, he's got his special police hat on. Of course, yes. This man, as we as, as we, we all, glance as up we to all the look up at the DVD co- or at the VHS cover for Omega Cop oh, on the yeah. shelf. Yeah. Oh, good old Ron. Man, this man loves his hat or hats. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's a common theme in the Omega Cop series. Um, his love of his special forces hat. Yeah, the hat makes the man right. So this begins our first ass kicking scene where he yeah. takes on a, about, I'd say maybe maybe a dozen, maybe maybe maybe, yeah. maybe like more like eight to ten guys or so. Well, before he before he commences the ass kicking, he mm-hmm. does utter that quintessential line: "You guys better get out of here before somebody gets hurt." Right. You know. Which prefaces mm-hmm. their asses being handed to them? Yeah, it's on of a, course. It's Ron Martini's, yeah. uh, you know, warning shot, basically. Off yeah, the, off the port bow. Well, I, you know, you'd think that 
the first dude that runs in there getting karate kicked out the door would be a good <laughs> warning shot. Would be a good indicator. But this, but he's also he's not holding any weapons at this point, and they all are. So no, but there was a dude that ran in with a weapon, and he got fucking kicked out the fucking door. This is true. Yes, that's an indicator that this. I, dude, I know this, and you know this, but I'm just saying maybe these these scab gang members do not realize. I'm just saying. The power. I I would make wiser decisions. Sure, but sure. then again, I'm. Wiser. I probably wouldn't end up as a scav. Mm. Scav? Scav with a V, yeah. B? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was? I, I oh, scavenger. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought they were like scavs because they... Because in the first one, they make that big deal about the solar... The solar flares or flare, whatever. The radiation Turning people into that thing. thing. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. really come up in this one. No, there's dudes with that those symptoms, sort of, but it yeah. never, never rears itself exactly. But but we learn that uh we learn that Rachel after well after Ron Martini is handily beaten down all these guys save one who wisely finally run runs away. Uh, <laughs> well, runs like one ah and then changes his mind in mid ah. No. <laughs> this was a bad idea. <laughs> so uh. hot. But yeah, um, so we find out that Rachel when she kind of comes to and apparently Ron decided to neck it her up. For whatever reason, maybe guess she'd sleep better. Did he explain that? No. Uh, I don't think no, so. Just hey, nope. uh, you know, take your clothes off. I, you know, tended to your wounds, if you know what I'm saying. Took care of that gash. <laughs> <laughs> Took care of that axe wound for you. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. But yeah, so we find out that Rachel is in charge of uh, the freebies, which is a group of kids, basically a bunch of orphans. Um, she's like their den mother i suppose and <laughs> sure well the other lady was until right right they, yeah they had two two adults and yeah you know, now only one but uh yeah so he takes uh she takes you know uh john back to see the freebies and all everything and basically kind of explains the plot of the movie is that they just happen to have a transporter device in their lair which is mm-hmm. surrounded by an electrified fence mm-hmm. um but they were testing it out and they tested it on a lab rat and they broke the crystal which apparently is the the nexus of the entire thing. You have mm. to have this to basically connect up with another one, which they believe there's a working one up north, somewhere in the north. Of course. Which John was talking about going to Washington, D.C. for whatever reason as well. Maybe reform the government. I don't... We don't know. Whatever. Washington, D.C. or Washington State? Oh. He never I says. think it was up to Washington State. Ah. Okay. That makes, that makes enough sense, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, so... They're like, hey, um, we'll feed you and give you a motorcycle if you'll go and get the crystal from one of these other transporters because there's there's supposed to be three in the area and mm-hmm. you know so all you got to do is run and get the crystal. It's simple. Yeah. It's easy. Come on, anybody could do it. Yeah, and Especially he kind of he does at first he doesn't want to do it. Oh, no, no, no. Because at first she offered him a hot meal for bringing her back. Right. Right. And then, of course, which his, uh, his, which gets his car destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Considering the trouble, man, I, I'm eating I'm eating cold beans out of a can. Dude. Right. <laughs> which we should also <laughs> point out was that, not that worth he it. has a dog now. Kind of all of a sudden, mm. Mick, a boy and his dog. Yeah, kind of a useless and a mega cop and his dog. Yeah, yeah. I thought the I thought the dog was going to play you know some sort some of role. Sort of, yeah, it's a comedic point. relief. Yeah, because that really dog was bad. hilarious. <laughs> Just kind of there. And if yeah. there's any trouble. Yeah, don't worry about the dog. He runs away when there's trouble. And yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah. much his thing. Yeah. 
Dogs yeah, just kind of there. Yeah, when the car gets attacked, they just run out of the car and leave. It must have been like and, the director's the girl's dog like, or something. What, what about the dog? And he's like, ah, don't worry about him. It might have actually been like Ron Marchini's dog. He's like, I'll, yeah. I'll do a sequel, but I'm bringing my dog. I don't have anyone to watch him. Yeah. <laughs> so, Y'all won't pay me for a dog sitter. So. Yeah. So. Dog comes very possible. So. But yeah, that does that does introduce Snake, uh, one yes. of the main bad guys. Snake. Or they call him Snaker in the credits here on IMDb. Really? But I, well, the way whatever. he spoke, you couldn't quite tell anyway. You mean Jar Jar style? Yeah. yeah. He was he was annoying and had some really terrible makeup. It was awesome, you mean, is what you're saying. Yeah, awesomely terrible. Yeah. He was also in a mega cop playing a completely different character. Really? The dog is not credited, by the way. He played someone named Raccoon Face in the first oh, one. Raccoon oh, Face. Raccoon Face? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, he's there, and, um, and then we find out he's just kind of under this other guy named Lincoln, who's the mastermind of the area which ah. is uh the guy who wears a camouflage t-shirt but with medals pinned to it yeah yeah and he has this like he's kind of like the ron jeremy yeah. like the he's the guy from the first one he's the one yeah, that gets he's the guy who got like kicked in the nuts like a thousand times, yeah. times in the first one right norm for the first one but yeah he's a different character in this one with yep. bleached blonde hair yeah in a, in a weird like, sort of faux hockey thing yeah guy fieri meets ron jeremy meets some Arab insane guy, insane Norman Schwarzkopf, yeah, kind of looking dude. Okay, yeah. but he's basically your main bad guy. Snake's his main henchman that seems Snake. to show up and say stupid, stupid things, <laughs> but and, and, and just and just give random ah yeah. at any given time. Snake angry, so yeah, he, and swings his whip around. Yeah, we we pretty or you pretty much established that it's pretty much the genesis of the Jar Jar Binks dialogue. Yes, because that's. Uh, Pretty much kind of how it was. Jesus, Snake's gonna whoop your ass. It's, yeah. it's just horrible. That's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, so... He's more annoying than threatening. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, Lincoln wants the... Uh, he keeps harassing Rachel and the freebies because he wants the transporter because apparently it's going to establish his drug empire. Yeah. Apparently. I don't get... Apparently, well, apparently they, they they said something about he's he's kind of giving some sort of drugs to the scavs, and uh, that's why they do all his bidding. So I'm assuming he wants to expand, expand his and get more more people hooked and, on the drugs. And I yeah, don't know. It seems like he's got a pretty good racket, though. Already, I mean, you know, yeah. you stay small, fly under the radar for the most part. Don't attract the attention of the fucking Omega cop. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's pretty easy to, you know, stay out of the cop's uh, line of sight when there's only one left. Right. You know, just, there is an <laughs> Omega cop. <laughs> don't attract the attention of the police. The know? police. Yeah. Singular. But anyway, so he's power hungry and he wants this crystal and wants the transporter. And that's why he keeps harassing them. And yeah, so of course. And there's your movie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jinx and Sue. Of course, you know, as soon as he gets the motorcycle from Rachel and he's off to go get the crystal they're like right there. I mean, he basically goes about 10 feet and they're standing outside yeah. like, Hey, yeah, we're still looking to kick your ass, dude. Yeah. And, uh, he does some thrilling, uh, dirt bike stunts and well, skids out a few times and avoids the dudes that now yeah. suddenly have guns, by the way, yeah, everyone is armed with Uzi. All of a sudden. Much. Yeah. Like they that were, they never home. shoot until it's, he's too far away. To yeah. Hit. They're like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, he almost runs some of them over with the bike and yet they don't shoot him. Right. Well, there's a lot, lot of terrible shooting in this movie. I mean, mm -hmm. every like almost everybody can't hit shit in this movie, or they don't even get a chance because he grabs the gun and kicks them in the face or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so that's pretty much a movie. I mean, it's a uh, 
a lot like Omega Cop. I mean, it's not it's not as good, but it's it's still damn fun mm-hmm. overall. I mean, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I mean, there's some decent set pieces in it. You know, there's the whole bike thing, which just doesn't play as well because he's better off when he's kicking dudes in the balls. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and punching dudes in the balls. Well, and it was entertaining for a while, and it you know, yeah, they made the bike disappear pretty. Yeah, pretty fast, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it didn't it, last. Yeah, he's it, not it, good with vehicles. No, no. <laughs> this continues into the from the original. Yeah, he's not good with vehicles. He but pretty much abandons the vehicles at the first sign of trouble. Yeah. Like, I mean, fuck that car! I gotta go. You know, they drive like half a mile with Rachel in the car, and they get surrounded with the dudes in the dumpsters, and they block him in. And he's like, "Get out of the car! Let's go!" And there goes his police car, and pretty much kind of the same thing. He gets mm-hmm. sort of surrounded on the bike, and he gets away that one time, but. Basically, that's that's why we meet the David Carradine little side plot thing is because, well, first he goes to to get the crystal. He actually gets right. to the place he needs to go, and there's some weird cult worshiping it or something. Yeah, they don't really make it very clear what the hell is going on there. No, he's like chanting monk. Uh, that I I think it was all under like a big pyramid, so it was like they were like those pyramid worshiping people mm-hmm. with monk chanting. Yeah, don't know. I don't know. But it does give him the chance to do the Indiana Jones yes. swap the idol. Yes, he swaps a metal pipe for the uh, for the crystal. Gotcha. Then, of and course, then, as boom. soon as he does it, it's when the guy attacks him. And yep. Yeah, the boulder in this was a giant dude <laughs> yeah. who punched him a lot. A giant ugly dude, yeah. as he points out. Right. Yeah, and he, he fights for quite a while. Before yeah. shooting him in the chest like eight times. Yeah, he was kind of a little bit overkill. Just to be sure he put him down. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a double tap and then there's octuple tap. Yes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> when you're Ron Marchini, you can get away with that. Sure. But uh, yeah, and then, then it begins the... Uh, we get established that at these transporters, there is a computer system that also has a failsafe with a very uh, verbose mode turned on in the computer system mm-hmm. because it's like self-destruct in 90 seconds. You have 60 seconds. We suggest you get out of here or input the code. So the first time he's, he sits there about a good 30 seconds. Like I just I, fighting what, that dude. What of that? And also he's trying to punch in the code, but he doesn't know the code. So yeah. I don't know if he, I don't know how he ever figured out the code. He didn't. Well, he didn't I don't think he did. He yeah. just ran the fuck away. The first I don't know time. why he thought he might know the code. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh-huh. they, maybe at some uh, point he, they gave Omega cops a code. He must've typed password. And when that <laughs> yeah. didn't work, he got password. the hell out of there. Password. Capital P a love money. God. Power. God. Oh, Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that didn't work either. Damn it. Uh, Chupacabra. Ta- no. How do you, fuck how do you spell Sas- Tegu Seagalpa? <laughs> Sasquatch 69. No. Damn it. <laughs> Let me try people's birthdays. Oh, shit. There's 365 of them. Damn it. <laughs> there are no people. So, yeah. So, he, he he bolts it out as the thing's like, hey, okay, you now cannot type in the password and you only have right. 30 seconds left to live. Run, motherfucker. Run. Yeah. And then he gets outside and he goes, boo, 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 boo. Like the yeah, Millennium Falcon. Down to you know, zero hyperdrive and not just... working, basically. And he's like, oh, nothing future, works. nothing works in the future. Or now, because yeah. <laughs> I guess he wouldn't say the future. That would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a lot more one-linery this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they figured they had a market to satisfy. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's straight to video us. market. <laughs> that's, but yeah, that is nothing us. works. Twenty years later, and then he gets outside, and of course his bike's gone. Uh, oh, he's like, oh, 
So, yeah. of course, what do you do he, in any movie when you want to find out some information? Well, he, he turns, like, immediately to the right, and there's Jackass Landing, was it? Yes, Jackass Landing. Was it Landing? Yeah. Station something. Yeah, ja- Jackass something. Jackass Junction. 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 There, thank there you. you. Go. Winner. All of a sudden, he walks in, you know, the bar from Deliverance, basically, because, I mean, before they even panned up to her, I just knew, like, there's the country music playing. And they're kind of like slowly panning up this this broad who's wearing like a fur bikini thing. Uh, you can't even just it's it, calling it a fur bikini does it way more justice than yeah, it no, deserves. It, it's like a pelt, right. That is strapped to her chest, <laughs> right? Yeah, I it mean, was literally like they shot a and they had know, a shoelace a, that they tied around the back exactly. to keep it on. Yeah, so that's I mean, pretty much they're it. slowly panning up her, and I'm like, this is not going to end well. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, we were singing, we were making up our own lyrics to yep. the country song that was playing on the jukebox like, mm-hmm. or boombox. I'm not entirely sure. I think it was boombox. Yeah. I think it actually qualifies there, as a boombox. There was a jukebox sitting there too. That's what's funny. Yeah, they're anyway. playing it on right, yeah, right. Hey, man, in the future, nothing works. But anyway, to her credit, she you know had a fair, fairly nice figure. Sure, but but. Yeah, she's all Body like a goddess face yeah. like hail. Well, you she know. had summer teeth. Yeah. Some are here, some are there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, no, I mean she's just she's all dirty and hickified in this movie, so. Um but yeah, she's just dancing going crazy this like 8 minute long country song and mm-hmm. uh you know, there's a bunch of dudes and like one dude per table and like all five or six tables yeah, in this place. A couple and, guys playing go fish at one table. <laughs> something, yeah. And, um, you know, they're all wearing overalls and out from the kitchen behind the bar walks David Carradine. With a big old grin on his face. So shitty. I get to pay my mortgage this month. (laughs) Dude looks so shitty. I didn't even recognize him at first. I mean, he looked rough. That's David Cheeseburger in Paradise Carradine. Man. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He put on a few pounds. I I don't think I've ever seen David Carradine that, uh, hefty. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, he walks out and tells this meaningless story about how they caught a rabbit and a jackrabbit. Yeah, jack he rabbit. wants some jackrabbit stew. It's fresh. Yeah. And, and then he brings Ron Martini the biggest fucking <laughs> bowl of stew. And he went, he just like brought the entire pot out. He's, this would have brought tears to Carl Weathers' eyes. Yeah. <laughs> jackrabbit stew is people. Yeah, that's what I kind of gathered there. Yeah, you're not sure what it is. And he's like insisting that he eat it. What did you eat it? But it's like smoking in the middle, like yeah, they yeah. dropped a piece of dry ice in the. The stew's good weird. here, Nilbog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but Ron <laughs> thinks better of it. Yeah, he refuses. He just to kind eat of pokes that. at it for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, Nilbog milk and, still makes me laugh. Yeah, asking until he uh, ask him about his bike. Right, and then he, when he asks about the bike, it's like, like yeah, record scratch. It, it should have, but it didn't. But yeah, everybody yeah, the boxes the don't scratch the record. Scratch. Yeah. That's true. Just eats the tape. But, uh, yeah, so he, for whatever reason, like I said, this this scene just seems so tacked into this center in the movie. It's weird. And it's not shot well, And but he kicks everybody. I, it, they kind of imply that because David Carradine's character is called Dad, that maybe these are all of his weird illegitimate his kids or something. Mm-hmm. Guy, or whatever. Yeah. Who, who knows? But he kicks everybody's ass except for the girl who never stops dancing throughout the whole fight. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem to care. Laughs, but yeah, stuff. he like shotguns half of them, right? And they do the awesome reaction where the the squibs go off in their chest, and they take a step forward, and then they go, "Oh shit, I've been hit!" And then they jump back. Yeah, that was good which stuff. 
It's awesome. It really. I mean, they shot this thing in 17 days. They could aff- only afford so many yeah. takes. <laughs> yeah. Dave Carradine was the budget in this the film. The other ones, he just, he kicks a few dudes in the balls, kicks the rest of them in the chest. Yeah. Shotgun's dad in the chest, so he's he's done for. Yeah, there, there's no quotes written down for this movie, but I mean, there's, what is the one well, the, well, okay, so after he beats the hell out of everyone, she's like, hey, baby, you want to dance? Oh, that's and right. he goes, no, my feet are killing me. She goes, and everyone else. Yeah, so like I said, that whole scene is just weird. It feels so out of place. Yeah. It was like, I think it was, they said, well, we called David Carradine and he called back. Yeah. So weird. So, we, fuck, get, what can we do? Uh, um, shit. Quick, get a little, get a small room. Yeah, we'll make it look like a bar. Yeah, it just feels Go. like it was thrown in, like, yeah. that must have been the last day of shooting. Probably. But, yeah, that, that's just, it feels out of place, but. It's still pretty awesome. But, yeah, it's, but. He kicks a dude through a David window. David Carradine gets, yeah, that's, this is true. And he, and he does a bar slide with the guy face oh, first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you have to do if you're in a bar and sure. you fight. But, sure. but yeah. But so yeah. David Carradine's in it for three minutes and he gets a uh, second billing on the, uh, yeah. on the DVD and cover. Shotgunned in the chest. No. But yeah. And yeah. Uh, then we move on because then it's back to, Hey, I got to get back to the f- kids. Yeah. I got my bike back now. So, uh, and I like that. He, uh, he always puts his special police hat in his jacket, zips it up and then puts the, the motorcycle helmet on. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. he's, he's wearing a, if you've seen, um, was he wearing a leather jacket in Omega Cop? Uh, I don't. I think really he recall. stuffed his hat in his jacket in Omega Cop he might too. Have. He might have, but um, not Omega Cop two, but right. Omega Cop also. Right. But um, I mean, you got to keep your hat safe. Well, sure. When you're when you're a man with a hat, yeah, you got to keep that motherfucker on lockdown, or else you'll lose it like you did last time. And then you got to backtrack. Exactly. That's never good. And then you got to beat up fifty guys to get it back. Right. Yep. You're, you're wearing my hat. Hmm. But uh, yeah. So he's back to he's got his motorcycle now, and but unfortunately, Snake and his boys, Snake, they've devised the old uh, tripwire under mm-hmm. this bridge, and uh, he's riding along, and then I guess he hits it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it like just seems like he dumps the bike right before right. he gets to it. I mean, it kind of accomplished what they wanted. I mean, yeah, got, got him off, him the, off bike. the bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they grab him, and then he still proceeds to kick all their asses mm-hmm. um ends up Duh, running away dumping the you know just leaving the bike and snake shoots sort of near the bike and <laughs> it, yeah it, it's it's probably the, the worst. bullet scared the bike into <laughs> exploding <laughs> yeah basically the bike explodes <laughs> but it's like the explosion is like a good like probably 50 yards in front of the bike mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah just, it's probably like the worst composed shot in the movie but it's pretty it's still, bad, but still yeah, because it looked it to me. It looked like he shot the ground, and the ground blew up right behind right. Ron Martin. That's pretty much what happened. But yeah, and you guys were like, no, I think he was supposed to hit the bike. Yeah, or else he like, had one oh. hell of a gun. Yeah, no, they no, he they, didn't do anything the first six times he shot the bike. Yeah, well, they made a point of like you know showing him slow down, take aim, and it cut to the bike for a second. It's like mm-hmm. I'm aiming for the gas can, and then. Boom! Stupid snake. That much Unfortunately, gas in a motorcycle. You know, Omega Cop has already run another thirty yards by the <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, 
But anyway, so it's which is why they had to move the explosion out. I know. Whatever. Explosion. It was a. It was a spatial. We are complaining about an explosion right now. I just, no. Oh no. Yeah, we're yeah. not complaining about <laughs> yeah. an explosion. It was just a. It was a spatial time space shift. Yeah, I know. For that's actually that that sixth bullet in the gun. Um, right. Was a time bullet. Mm. <laughs> I'll go with that. Yes. Um, yes. So wacky anyway. internet theories from the Babcat. So now he has no bike again. He's now transportationless again. It's now on foot. Except for his ass kicking feet. Well, yeah. His running, his jogging feet. He's always he, armed. He, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. More yeah, running. Yeah. More he, running Omega Cop. He ran a lot <laughs> Omega Cop. <laughs> but uh, so he gets back and it's like, all right, I got the crystal. And uh, oh, the kids are like, in a scene that you guys didn't see because we shot this in 17 days, Rachel was kidnapped. <laughs> oh. By the way, somehow this, this semi-impenetrable compound was, yeah. she got picked she up. She stepped outside for a second. Yeah. Did we mention like, Tess? Tess? In the beginning? The other, the blonde? No, the oh, little girl oh, that got, yeah. got her her shit wrecked. Yeah, that, that was actually... That was fairly w- early in the movie. Weird mm-hmm. and kind of... Kind like, of cool that they'd kill one of the kids, I guess. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not well, like endorsing that. I'm just saying these are like things that don't happen. Shows in these guys mean yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, and and it pissed Omega Cop off. Well, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't it? So we should point out that um, Lincoln has this one big ass lurch motherfucker that fights for him and keeps winning all of his little gladiator duels. Mm-hmm. That they and keep showing. He's wearing like, like a, a samurai, samurai football helmet. Yeah. yeah. Samurai helmet with a football ma- face mask or something. Yep. But he, they show a few times that they, you know, Lincoln is having this uh, battles in his place yeah. and he always does the, you know, the, the Roman emperor thumbs down, you know, and has the dude kill him every single time. And, uh, you know, at this point where we see Test Eye, you know, that guy's standing there and he's got her by the neck and just, you know, no problem snaps her neck. These are the thumbs down. Right. And uh, so, yeah, but so now he's back. Rachel's been kidnapped. Um, so he puts on his hat and grabs his gun and is going to rescue Rachel. And hey, kids, you stay here and don't get fucking kidnapped. Yeah. So here's a, yeah, the one kid wants to come with me. He's like, no, why don't you stay here? <laughs> here's a tip. I don't need to rescue anybody else. Stay behind the electrified fence. And uh, just throwing that out there. So he runs off, of course, and uh, gets to Lincoln's. Uh, digs and kind of breaks in and they, apparently now we kind of get it a little bit established that Lincoln kind of lives in this big theater. You know, that's pretty much what it yeah. is. Cause there's a state, there's all kinds of stage stuff everywhere and catwalks and you know, whatnot weird spirally, spirally staircase and shit and like stuff. That. Yeah. So, uh, he basically kind of sneaks in pretty easily at first and takes out one guard, steals his, uh, his football helmet thing so he can kind of pose as one of the guards, I guess. So this is, I believe, hat number three that he's now collected, mm-hmm. if you count the motorcycle helmet. Um, so he kind of goes in, peeps out what's going on, and they've now apparently dolled up Rachel and made her the prize for the gladiatorial combat. And they've got her on stage, you know, all uh, Slave Leia and this weird gold dress thing. And they're like, she's the prize, whoever can best our champion or he gets her I guess mm-hmm. and Ron sees all this and does what he does and Ron swings in all uh you know Zorro yeah. or something Didn't he yeah. swing in in Omega Cop as well uh, he no have... he kicked out of frame oh, and, and yeah, jumped yeah. into the that's like, kicked right. that one dude in the face and jumped into frame we don't quite get that in this one no he actually comes like yo you know, yeah. swinging in on the rock and yeah. kicks, the kicks Gigantor into the fence and right 
that we guy think, fries. We think that's the end of him, and he and Rachel run off and run back to the you know pretty much yeah. get away right then. I mean, yeah, they they have this yeah. like thing up on the roof, and he gets shot, shot jumping from rooftop yeah. to rooftop, and and then they he have gets shot have, in the leg as he's jumping, right. which manages to slow his momentum enough so that he has to grab onto the ledge, yeah. and have Rachel pull him up, yeah. Because right. bullets are amazing. It was another time. And God forget, forbid those guys shoot him while he's hanging from the roof either. Right. No, no, no. Those, well, again, a time bullet. I mean, that's, a, that's like the one time they hit anybody was when he was jumping midair from rooftop to rooftop. Yeah. But when he's yeah. riding a motorbike, standing still or running away from you, no, cannot hit. But anyway. Of course not. So then they have to have the scene that shows how much of a man he is because he takes out a box cutter and then some needle nose pliers and prize the bullet out yeah and then just puts them over a fire so they're hot right and cauter- well, yeah. cauterize them so well, yeah. Sterilize, sterilize yeah. Them. yeah and then he pours some gunpowder in the wound man lights it on that. fire and gives a manly like predator scream like Argh! just kind of like real quick like and i was trying to figure out the movie that that was in have you guys remembered it because no. we saw another no. movie with that it was either it was either like black dog Lone Wolf oh, that's what it was. motherfucking Quaid. It was, it was Black, Black Dog. dog. It was Black he does dog. it on the okay. arm. That's, that's right. right. Good call. Okay. Good call. I remembered something. Yay! Yay! But yeah. Um, right. I'll, I'll see you guys later. Yeah. But yeah, Done. so... Yeah, just, just have that scene just to show how badass he is. But basically now uh, they're they're back at Freebie headquarters with the transporter and uh, Rachel's gone all science and put on her lab coat. Put on her lab coat and glasses. Yeah. And uh, she's apparently prepping the... The uh, prepping the crystal and getting it aligned or whatever. And she's like, it's going to take me 30 minutes. And they're already like, they're at the door, basically busting down the fence at this point with this weird, like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was like, it may have been a tractor of some sort. Yeah, it was strange. I, it looked like, like one of those little tiny things that people at like the airport have. Like, yeah, like it could have been like, one of those. <laughs> yeah. It was just weird, like some kind of little utility. It was vehicle. a strange vehicle. Yeah, it That's was funny. Not- it was just funny because it's like a maybe maybe a two seater utility vehicle, and they got like twenty guys, yeah, on twenty top. guys piled mm-hmm. on the back. Like, oh yeah, but um, so they're slowly but surely busting in the door. And Ron's taking a few pot shots out the window, and she's like thirty minutes, thirty minutes there, John, and then she's like ding 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 ding, tighten tighten tighten. Okay, we're ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You notice those those screws weren't nearly as as noisy as the ones in the. Uh, well, it wasn't dramatic. In the there was some shooting going on. They were drowning out the <laughs> the creakiness of the screws. Sure, totally the vice. Hey, I, I got a tip for all you aspiring Omega cops and espionage experts. You know they got those little like pen sized things of WD forty. Carry mm-hmm. those. Carry one of those in your pocket. Good plan. Good tip. That's a good tip. Helpful. Tip. Pro tip. Uh, but yeah, so but, so they just start sending kids yeah, through this damn they, teleporter. That's the, that's the amazing thing is like they have tested this on the lab rat. It blew the crystal the fuck up, and they have no idea what happened to the rat, and they don't know if the other end is even connected. Which they don't care. They don't like get the fuck on the transporter, kids. We're sending twelve of you. <laughs> it's fuck better you to bastards. send them. It's better to send them to yeah. Jesus than to let them stay <laughs> there. I guess we don't care if we. You guys get there and you're all fused together. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> They've just created the human centipede. <laughs> yeah. Like, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not here, who cares? Yeah. So get yeah. in the transporter, <laughs> and of course they've also got the very helpful computer here that's like Trout teleport transfer complete. Yeah. 12 12 passengers yeah yeah Yeah. so they're like 11 passengers so they've sent all the kids it's like down to rachel 23 children yeah rachel the one fired into the ether kind of older (laughs) kid with the you know the camouflage bucket cap and and john travis 
and the crossbow and John Travis are the only ones left. And John Travis is like, you go on ahead. I gotta, gotta make sure the fail safe is engaged and I'll join you on the other side. And they step in and they're like, Oh, Hey, we're here. Did we surprise you? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <we didn't say laughs> I mean, they walk in and they're like, did we surprise you? And like, Oh yeah, he totally got us. Because we yeah. didn't hear you trying to bust down the door. Yeah. It's like twenty minutes. We didn't hear you ramming the door whoa, with your vehicle whoa. downstairs. You mind knocking first? We're running a transporter here. Shit, I was in the transporter. Why didn't you call? <laughs> so I love. They didn't even. They I didn't even t- lock the door to the room. Yeah. It's like well, I was, shit. Shit. I was taking a transport. You mind? Yeah. <laughs> we just dumped twenty three kids. <laughs> off of the board. <laughs> yeah. So a golf clap for that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they were just about i mean the machine is literally warming up and they come busting in and stop the whole process and then john proceeds to kick everyone's ass except for uh you know gigantor well and lincoln goes i got a surprise for you and he wants wants gigantor again and they fight for quite a while Um, yeah he gives them a pretty epic crotch was it a punch or kick? I think he delivered a kick to that dude. Yeah, crotch. it was a kick. Kicks great. Yeah. That's, oh, I can't it was a little bit like a, a field goal kick. I mean, it wasn't quite the epic level of the Omega Cup field goal. More kick. like a free kick. Nothing yeah. is going to top that kick. No, no, that is ever. <laughs> nothing I mean, ever really in the history of kicks. ball bludgeonings. Yeah. <laughs> nothing will ever top the the running field goal kickoff. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But um, so anyway, he. It defeats him eventually. You know, it's it's a long drawn out battle. Chris Collinsworth can only hang on so long. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, that's the thing about that giant guy. It's like once you see his face, he's not, he's he not just that looks scary. like this scrawny little guy. Yeah, he's but the but, dude. They, but they've overdubbed his voice so much. He's like, huge. you know, and you're expecting guy. like when he take when they have the helmet off, you expect just like, hey, it's, hi guys, it's fighting time. I totally like. <laughs> it's fighting. very Romano. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> I'm fighting you now. Omega I'm gonna cop. kick your ass. Ow. Don't punch me there. Mom. Oh, you kicked me in the balls. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, the uh, the fight goes on for a while. He defeats that dude. And, um, and by this time, uh, Rachel and the kid uh, have basically managed to teleport themselves amidst all the fighting. So now we're down to Gigantor, a bunch of dead dudes, <laughs> uh, Lincoln and, and John. Gigantor goes down. Lincoln, while John was busy fighting Gigantor, has stepped into the teleporting pad, and you know you can hear it that it's about to go off, and he's about to get transported to, mm-hmm. or vaporized, whichever, to wherever. And John does this slow motion <laughs> and kicks the crystal, which jump kicks the crystal. Apparently, out of the just immediately then vaporizes you because the dude just goes <laughs> boo <laughs> and it's then just a pile of dust and crap on the floor yeah yeah that was and of course he gets another one line oh yeah. one liner in after that i wrote that down oh yeah we actually had to rewind to go over this one again yeah because I, I wasn't sure i actually I... remember this one so go ahead yeah it was um assholes to ashes dictators to dust yeah ass i'm going to use i swear to to everything i'm going to use assholes to ashes <laughs> i love that originally you thought he said dickheads to dust that would have yes. been better actually <laughs> but whatever. yes but um yeah so he's he's gone but then he kind of has that realization of oh fuck i'm alone again mm-hmm. so i'm out of crystal 
So, yeah. well, he kicks a crystal out. The place decides it's going to self-destruct yeah. again. He's got to stand there, like, has that moment of, like, oh. And then he goes, self-destruct in 90 seconds. Yeah. The code will not work. Get the fuck out now. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Oh, God. We're all going to die. Oh, Jesus, God, no. <laughs> so, he's, I'd say he's running, but he's got a shot up leg at this point, and he's been beat to hell, which... I love that his like a shot up leg wasn't bothering him during the fight. It's just like when it's time to run away, Dude, he's just kind of like it was the adrenaline, man. Oh, oh well, the place is about to blow up. I think the adrenaline could kick back in. <laughs> no, like no. he just he just fought Maybe Michael just, M. Foley. Yeah. By the way, look his ass up on IMDb and read his bio. Uh, okay, it's hilarious. All right, but yeah, he just went through a pretty brutal fight and used that leg a lot. So yeah, I can imagine it'd be gimping him and gimping him a, sure enough yeah. to. To yeah, make he, the movie he limps dramatic. his way outside. Right. The countdown hits zero. He's like, uh, but shakes his head. Doesn't work. Don't forget about oh, um, Gigantor dude, yeah. uh, who is Lincoln's champion, as he's credited in the movie. Um, has grabbed an MP5 submachine gun from one of the other dudes that Karate Cop whooped up on, and has crawled to the window and is aiming, drawing a bead on Omega Karate Cop, and. Uh, He's squeezing the trigger as it hits zero. And then, of course... Yeah, Travis goes, oh, nothing works on the few... <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, nothing works. And once again, Ron Martini looks petrified. Oh, just Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> he's oh, like, please. <laughs> he's like, after the first one, why did they let them talk me into doing this again? Because <laughs> they blow that fucking building up right next to him. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> and eventually, he just stands there covering his head and, like, Bending over, cowering. Pretty much. It's like they dropped a goddamn J-Dam on that building. It <laughs> <Yeah>. just... <laughs> it's insane. Uh, anyway, yes. It's amazing. And that's when he can finally stop and go, shit, I guess I'm walking to north. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> walking to north. Well, he says something like, time to find the freebies. Yeah. To the dog. He tells the dog this. Yeah, which yeah, is okay. The apparently. dog shows up again. Sure. I don't know where. Just wasn't in the building i guess he it was i I was expecting the dog to do some heroics to you know like the you know the guy would be just about to shoot him the dog would bite him in the nuts Mm -hmm. and he'd shoot wildly and then omega cop would turn around and shoot the guy as the guy shooting the the independence day dog jumping out of the building Mm -hmm. as the explosion's going off and sure catching him that'd be awesome sure but ron ron marcini (laughs) was too fucking terrified (laughs) that may have been the plan but that building went fucking up (laughs) right but yeah so i mean this movie literally ends with him walking away into the sunset with dog in tow boy and his dog yeah except uh Uh, you ever see that one (laughs) ended a little bit differently but okay um but yeah so yeah that's that's pretty much it that's the end of the movie and omega cop and his dog he he wins the he wins the day, but not exactly because he's all yeah. alone again. And he does not get the ladies this time. Other than apparently nope. seeing her naked in the very beginning and didn't really seem to get much out of that no. whole deal. Except for uh, one bullet wound. <laughs> one lonely bullet wound. And well, he, he also does, he also does the John McClane at certain points where he's just like, yeah, trade a ride for a meal. No, yeah. See how it goes. Come yeah. to the coast. Have a few mm. laughs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he says that a few different times. He's like, oh, just right. got to... Just run over here, pick up a crystal, no big yeah. deal. Yeah. But anyway, so, so let's rate this thing. He, know, he knows he, his he, station He's in developed life, more he's of a sense of, of humor in this yeah. one. He, he's kind of accepted, you know, he is 
he is the bringer of law to this land <laughs> bringer and the retriever death. of the retriever of things for women <laughs> and the chaser down of women who have gotten kidnapped right. and the oh fuck a building is blowing up right behind me er <laughs> <laughs> right all of that sounds that, like him all of those that is karate omega cop i don't want to call him karate cop okay well, i want to call him omega don't. cop okay Dude, call him Travis. I kind of feel obligated to call him Karate Cop because he's now at this point in our... He's still the last cop, though. He is. Yeah. The Omega Cop. Right. Anyway. He's Karate Cop, so anyway, the Omega Cop. Let's get around to rating this sucker. All right. Yes. Four jocks. I had a lot of fun with it, but it's definitely not on the level that the original Omega Cop was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not filmed as well. The action doesn't... Like, they, the camera's cut too close for certain things they just it's shot confusingly in a lot of places and it's just it's fun i like i like that it has more one-liners even if they're pretty much universally terrible but that's part of the charm of the whole thing oh yeah there wasn't even close to the epic crotch crotch kick that the first one had and that just like pushed it up into if we the five jocks category and there was there wasn't any one scene like that in here no i think for those reasons is why i gotta go three and it's actually like a like you say, it, it, it's as high a three as I want. I want to give something because it's like not quite a four for me, but it's mm-hmm. damn close. Mm-hmm. But a I very shiny three. Yeah, it's a very shiny three. It's a recommended three, but yeah, it's just it kind of drags from here to there, and yeah, like the, the just breaking the flow in the middle with that weird David Carradine scene just kind of it's like, huh? I mean, not yeah. that it's like I said, it's not that it's not a fun scene, but it's just. It just doesn't feel like it it's, yeah. should be in this movie. Right. Yeah. It's just, you don't have that quite like amazingness that was in some of the f- things in the first one. Pretty much. I, um, I think without the David Carradine scene, it could make it to five. Wow. Okay. I think it could. If they would replace that, that entire scene with something as kick-ass as something, as many of the things that happened in the first movie... It would have been five all day. Yeah. But, I, would have, um, I would have said, I mean, even not necessarily showpiece scenes, but I would have liked to seen like Rachel getting kidnapped or that girl yes. getting kidnapped instead of that scene. Yeah. Replace it with something yeah. meaningful. Yeah. At something least. to well, the story. But I, I think the main thing it's missing is like the Adam West factor from the first one <laughs> right. where there's somebody else that's just reading just, lines off a cue yeah, card. And it's like, I guess the David Carradine, they, they wanted that to be that, but it just doesn't work because it's only there for like three right. minutes. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. You know, at least there's some that, you know, the Adam West kind of well, had he, something he was, to do he with He was the, his eye in the sky, like yeah, his yeah. voice from a you know far kind of thing. Right. Even if they didn't like each other for the most part. Right. Well, and yeah. And that's another awesome scene in the first one is the grenade marriage scene. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's just like that. <laughs> I had forgot that's some. That, yeah. there, I mean, there's just some amazing shit in that first movie that yeah. this just doesn't live up to yeah. nearly as much. So but it's still quite a bit of fun, though. I and I I really want to give it a four, um, not a not a real high four, and so that's that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, let's give it a four. All right, yeah, yeah. Since I, I mean, do what I want, and that's the thing is it feels like a it feels like a low four for me. Yeah, like it's not way up on the high end of the fours, but yeah, that's fair. But I mean, it's it's got I enough still... to kick it over, kick it over the hump, you know, from a high three to okay. a four for yeah. me. If yeah. you if you've seen Omega Cop and you need a Another uh, Ron Marchini fix. Yeah, you then need your Omega Cop. Is, you could do worse. Yeah, it works pretty decently. It's just, it's kind of disappointing that there's pretty much no ties to the first one. Yeah. Other than him. Which okay. is almost enough. Anyway. 
All right, let's uh, take a break. All right. Sounds good. I'd rather ride on my motorcycle and I don't want to die Just want to ride on my motorcycle All right, and welcome back. Second hey, Bamcast. Of the Bamcast. Half number two. So, two. do we want to get a... We got a call on the Garfield phone hotline. Hell do yes. Do we want to do that first? Let's sure. rock that piece. Hey, guys. It's Ryan from Dallas calling again. Uh, I just want wanted to say that I found robot jocks at a used movie store uh, local to me and uh, came home and watched it. And it is one of the greatest movies I have ever seen. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, I uh, just wanted to say thanks for the recommendation. And I also picked up a movie called Rattlers from 1976. Uh, it might be something y'all are interested in. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. But I will let you know how it goes. Bye. All right. Well, I've, no, that, that, just was, a, that was a pretty quick s- sign-off there. <laughs> it's like, hey, okay, bye. <laughs> Ryan out. Drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's wife walked in. Who are you talking to, Ryan? <laughs> Ryan, get off the phone. Are you talking to podcasters <laughs> on the internets? Get off the telephone oh, and take the trash trust out. <laughs> those podcasters. So Rattlers. 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 Yes, Rattlers. I, I have it pulled up. But, but wait, wait. We Before we discuss wait. Rattlers. Rattlers. Yeah. We have to... Uh, we have to go with a fucking holy shit robot jocks. There is a reason. Fuck yeah. We base everything on that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, I all, love you, that movie so all you kids out there in, in listener land, yeah, seriously, listen you, up to Ryan and get a hold of this shit. So, if somehow you haven't seen it and you've been listening to us, just yeah. stop right now. Go find I, it. I, I think Come back. Ryan has, has vindicated point, our opinion. Yeah. You need a point of reference for what we talk about. And Ryan's a pretty reasonable dude, as you can hear. He's from, yeah. he's from God's country, yeah, Texas. Exactly. He's a good man. He's right. a real American. He is. That loves robot jobs. Ryan, you hear that? You're a real American. You fight for the rights of every man. Every single one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Rattlers, I'm, I'm looking at it. Uh, I suppose the bigger question is Netflix, to Netflix or not to Netflix? Not that we wouldn't, but is it, is it available? I'm, I'm, oh. I'm working on it. It is available. DVD, but not streaming. Okay. So there you go. Added to the queue. 143 different yeah. discs in there. <laughs> when two children turn up dead in the middle of the Mojave Desert, authorities turn to Dr. Tom Parkinson, a noted zoologist, and Ann Bradley, an intrepid photographer, to track down the creatures responsible for the carnage. But the chemically altered rattlesnakes they find oh, add new shit. meaning to the concept of venomous. Venomous is italicized. Of course it is. John McCauley directs this camp horror classic from the 1970s. I'm in. Is that a naked chick? Covered in snakes on the cover. Uh, one can only hope. It would appear that way. Um, she appears to be kind of spread eagle in a tub. Yeah. Uh, she, oh, oh, she's in a bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Covered in snakes. Covered Sweet. in snakes. What a horrible Snake. way to die. Awesome. 
Right. So yeah, that'll have to go on the queue. It already is. Along with, as you said, 142 other items. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's uh, some you know. good movies in there that I'll probably never get around to. I know. What? Right. So, anyway. I didn't have any time to watch really anything since we last casted. So. I saw a movie and a half. Wow. Do tell, sir. Do uh, tell. One that's been discussed already. Legion. Yes. Got to watch Legion. Legion. Oh, is, ah, that's that uh, supernatural action yep. thriller. Apocalyptic angels, angels come to earth yeah. type thing. How was yeah. that? I really liked the first half. And it just kind of, it's one of those movies where it just loses steam as it goes mm. until it's finally like, cause you know, you can tell they keep trying to top themselves and they're like, shit, we ran out of money. Didn't we? They should have, they should have held it for the second half. Well, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's hard to explain without spoiling too much of it, but it just kind of like, it, it, kinda, it, it kinda just pulls a Jonah hex. It's like, Oh, it's over now. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> ends really, ab- it, not abruptly, but it ends pretty quickly. And it's just kind of like, you don't feel the same threat in the, you know, the final wave of attacks, so to speak, as you do in the beginning. Hmm. Okay. But I really like, it's got a really good cast. It's got the dude from uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, also from Sling Blade. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the Who's... kid from Sling Blade was, he's the the mechanic dude that's oh, in it. Jeep. okay. All right. Who's also in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Awesome. Didn't realize that. Yep. I'll go with that. Yeah. It's got Rock. Mm-hmm. It does. One of my favorites. Rock. R-O-C. Tra- Rock. Charles S. Yeah. Dutton. Charles S. Dutton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I love that he plays the same character in every single movie, and that character is always awesome. Yeah. Some things you Why, just don't change. Yeah. You don't break a formula if it works. Yeah. Nobody it, says, hey, that Rock guy is stale. You know? It's like, right. hey, no. Give me more they're of like, that. They're like, this is why we cast you. Yeah. Be you. He just needs to do, like, one movie a year where he comes in yeah. and it's like, I've seen shit and it's gotten real. And <laughs> oh, dear Lord Jesus, help us. Yeah. We got to fight this thing. Yeah, we got to fight this. Yeah. I love that. He always, almost always gets biblical at some point. You yeah. Know, like, not that kind of biblical, but, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he gets all spiritual. Like, yeah. Lord Jesus, help us fight this thing. Yeah. <laughs> help us fuck this motherfucker up. <laughs> yeah. But, but I don't I, know I if just, he ever says that, but it'd be awesome. It's just so, it's so decidedly old school because it's just like, all right. Bam, here's this guy. Here's your 10 seconds of exposition about him. Go. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's this guy. 10 seconds of exposition. Go. Here's how they all end up where they're supposed to be. Go. I and, think- I, and I love that they really don't waste too much time getting to, okay, shit just got real. I would submit this, that um, if you're looking for a double feature and you like kind of want to watch Legion, mm-hmm. um, you can either do what I did, which was in very close proximity, watch uh, Pandorum and Legion. You know, do a mm-hmm. little kind of semi-low-budget sci-fi Dennis Quaid double feature, but mm. I would say, you know, even better one would be watch Legion and Maximum Overdrive. They're almost the same movie. Really? <laughs> Maximum <laughs> Overdrive? Yes, because they both involve, like, hiding out in a diner while shit is going on outside. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, very, very similar movies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... It was all right, but it was kind of like the definition of a three-star movie to me. Yeah. It's just like, okay, it's kind of fun, but you know, if it's on, I'll probably watch it, but I'm never going to seek it out. Anything yeah. like that. I'm not sort of selling, not buying the DVD. Right, right. Exactly. You know, any of that sort of stuff, but it was all right. Yeah. And then we tried to watch um, Men Who Stare at Goats afterwards, but 
we both fell asleep about halfway through. And so I won't say too much about it because I haven't seen the whole thing yet. So I need to. That's fair. Yeah. But it's one of those, it's one of those, from what I, from what I've seen so far, it's one of those adaptations that you can tell is taken from a book because there's a lot of stuff that works much better on the page than it does on screen. But I mean, it was entertaining and kind of funny in certain parts. So we'll see. I'll talk about it next episode. Yeah, I've had that on a, on a queue to watch for a very long time and just haven't. Yeah. Yeah, and then I had Sherlock Holmes in the instant queue mm. without realizing that it's not the new Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock oh, Holmes. No. It's one of the old ones, but they made the cover look kind of similar. So when it's in the low-res one on the uh, you know on the Netflix app on Xbox. Right. I was like, oh, Sherlock Holmes. And then we were going to watch it, and we're like, wait, who's... Oh, oh. Wait, oh. Yeah. So. Maybe it was like the Asylum Films Sherlock Holmes or something. Mm, something probably. I don't know. I think it was like a made-for-TV thing or something. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I've even remotely had a chance to watch, I've watched once before. I just, I think I remember laughing pretty good and I've said, well, I'll just watch it again because I was like late at night, came home and I was like, just need an unwind movie. So I watched the Comedians of Comedy documentary, mm-hmm. which is less stand-up than it is behind the scenes of stand-up, which is, I actually find kind of interesting because mm-hmm. um, it if you don't know, it's it's Patton Oswalt, um, Brian Posehn, Maria Bamford, and Zach Galifianakis, um, before he was as famous as he is now, decided to kind of change things up and go do comedy club. Instead of doing a comedy club tour, go do like like indie rock venue type comedy tour. Mm-hmm. And just how much different it is and how it could be more accessible to get more people in there. But hmm. they deal with a lot of drunk people and hecklers and things like that. And it's kind of ends up being a lot about that, about how to deal with the idea of being a comedian and it just being someplace that people go shit faced for whatever reason and dealing with those assholes. I hmm. think I would probably enjoy seeing Zach Galifianakis take on hecklers. Uh, he, he really doesn't get heckled. It's kind of strange. It's like, That's I think people, I think it's like, he's so, I think people are scared of him. Yeah. I think he's so like weird and Andy Kaufman esque that like people don't even know how to heckle him. Yeah. You know, plus he like usually gets up there with his piano so that just kind of disarms people a little bit. It's like people tend to, you know, they don't typically heckle musicians other than the occasional free bird. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's not much heckling right. of musicians to do. And I think just something about sitting up there with the piano kind of disarms them into thinking they're behaving like they would at a, you know, a rock concert instead of comedians. Yeah. So, yeah. I, but, yeah. I saw one of, uh, on Netflix streaming uh, live at the purple onion, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. And that, I actually don't think I've seen a movie with Zach Galifianakis yet. Okay. Um, I think I'm one of 0.7 people on the planet. Right. Who haven't. But um, that shit was funny. It was weird funny. Yeah. My he's, type of funny. Yeah, he's he's a he's a weird and funny dude. It, it's almost kind of funny because it almost works to his credit that he's not in the movie a lot because they start mm-hmm. off just the other three and then he kind of joins them somewhere along the way and then also kind of leaves them before they're done. <laughs> it's just like he just sort of weirdly appears does a few shows and then it's like, I'm out of here. It, it, I'm not like in a, Hey, fuck you. I'm, I'm quitting this. It's just like, that's kind of how he is. Like he yeah. just got bored of it and said, Hey, yeah, whatever. Or, yeah. But <laughs> even when he does dumb shit, it somehow works for him. He's just yeah, he's, a funny dude. Like he did this whole, one of the, one of the clubs they did. It's like, he just came out as 
like a time traveling com- uh, comedian from like the 1700s. And he just walks out. And he's like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just does this whole thing. And it's like, what is with these carriages? <laughs> like, <laughs> that is, and that's all he did. was just like, and he had, this, the he had this long ass parchment that he's just like, like he's reading his notes. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's all he didn't do his other routine. It was just that, that was his thing for the night. And, and he, yeah. And he's some kind of, somehow kind he of, he did this it. one thing at the end of the live, live at the purple onion where he, he pulls out a um, a big uh, one of those big like meeting poster board, mm-hmm. not poster board, but the like giant notepads, with the flip pages. Right. Uh, does he do anything like that in that? No, in it's that like he does. Skit? He, he does that, and then it's like he does is sit at the piano and do strange like one line jokes, mm-hmm. you know, and play some piano. It's it's bizarre. His yeah. act is really like I don't think I've seen an act like that. Yeah, like I said, which it, is which is this pretty movie. Cool. This movie's kind of odd. It's like it's probably I'd say like seventy five percent the the journey and the what goes on behind the scenes, and then maybe maybe twenty five percent of their actual comedy bits, which they have a follow up. You know, sit and watch the entire show except for Zach Galifianakis special, which it's okay, but honestly you can see that it's filmed from that tour because there's a lot of recycled jokes that you've heard at least part of from the other one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't recommend the live at Del Rey one, but whatever. Yeah. It's an interesting little, it's not super well-made documentary, but it's kind of funny. Like I said, I'm, I've always been interested in like the, uh, like the parts of what I liked about super high me is when he was sitting down talking to the other comedians about the process of being a stand-up comedian. Kind of, I found that more interesting than his whole experiment thing, mm-hmm. you know? So this kind of satisfied that. But anyway, cool. BJ, on. you watch anything? Um, I watched 1991's Ricochet, a thriller of sorts. Who is in Ricochet? <laughs> um, Denzel and oh. um, John Lithgow. John Lithgow and uh, Ice T, which is uh, surprising because it's actually a pretty competent movie, and it has Ice T in it. He doesn't play a cop in this one, does he? No, he does not. He plays good. what? Yes, it's I thought, I did, I thought that's all he did. No, no, and it's good that he doesn't play a cop because oh. Ice T should not play motherfucking cops, motherfucker. Right, um, <laughs> Ice T fits better, much better as a you know, like a drug dealing thug or some sort of other gangsta yeah. type. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some brilliant quotes in this movie. Um, I, I can't remember many of them because I have a shitty memory for those types of things. But um, super gangster. <laughs> What? Does he ever say that? No, he does not say super. Uh, Apparently there's some rhyming in the quotes. Do you want to know who's really got the power? Bring your ass to the tower. That's oh, a, that's an ice tea line. Yeah, that's sort of uh that's sort of towards the end. Um, oh, I'm sorry for spoiling anything. No, I didn't really spoil anything. But uh, I guess a beretta in the butt ma- beats a butterfly in the boot, huh? I'm just reading random quotes, not I've seen this movie years and years and years ago, but I'm just I went to the memorable quotes and that's what you're getting. Yeah. But I actually really liked this movie. I was uh, sick at home. I think it was Saturday or Sunday and just flipping through TV channels. And I'm like, eh, all right, what, what's this coming on next? Okay. Ricochet, Denzel, John Lithgow, Ice-T, Ruined Life, Cop, Action. Okay. I'll watch it. Was it uh, censored? Was it like on TV, TV? No, it wasn't on oh, TV, okay. TV. It okay. was on HBO or Cinemax oh, or something okay. like that. Okay. So, um, it was fun. It was a, an interesting ride. Um, basically Denzel is superhero, awesome cop man 
turned assistant district attorney and uh John Lithgow who is the whose character was the uh, the bust that shot Nick Styles Denzel's character Hell yeah. to superstardom um uh comes back for revenge ruins Denzel's life um and then Denzel tries to fix it uh, that's the short synopsis mm. of it but um it like i said it's a fun ride along the way ice t has some really good some really good parts in it he's not in a whole lot but when he is on screen it's it's pretty pretty much gold sweet yeah and it's got the bionic woman in it does it lindsay wagner yeah. oh yeah yeah and it was made i didn't realize this by the same guy who made highlander sweet. Yeah. so there same you director. go hell yeah and apparently he also directed Video Killed the Radio Star, the very first video ever to air on MTV. Fascinating. That or Highlander 2, which is better? Video Killed the Radio Star. Okay. Just making sure. Highlander 2. Because <laughs> he also directed Highlander 2, apparently. Hell or at yeah. least before he was removed from Highlander 2 or whatever the hell happened with Highlander 2. Right. <laughs> Here, here's a, a okay, classic Ice-T quote from this movie that doesn't give anything away. Uh, what about my mother, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Yep. Ah, right. Uh, Harlow and I both watched half of um, 1981's Outland. Oh, was it that late? I thought yeah, it was a it 70s was, movie. Yeah, it was like 1981. It was um, apparently, and I, this is unconfirmed, but apparently there's some sort of writer's strike or something that happened right around that time that kind of held up movie production for a while and that may be why this was a little bit late also they may have kind of done the space thing to cash in on a little bit of the little bit of the aliens kind of and star all the other aliens and star wars spacey stuff right um they were cashing in on star crash yes Moon they were Raker. cashing in on space right which was all the rage back then um space was out of this world hey God. Uh, save that for our radio show <laughs> But um, we will both give you a full report when we have completed this movie. Yeah, it's not that we didn't like it. It's just we both, not even together. It was like yeah. we both just, <laughs> this was like a movie we tried to watch way too late and just despite our best efforts couldn't stay awake for. So pretty much one of those, unfortunately. Yeah. But I liked that what was, I saw. Yeah. And that was weird that like I saw half of Outland and Harlow pipes up. I saw half of Outland too. That was I fell half. asleep late ass at night trying to watch it. Me too. If only I'd woken up for the second half, we could talk about the whole movie. Yeah, there you go. Nope. Not allowed. So, but so yeah, we've seen like four and a half movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, amazing. I love it. It's what happens with a busy week. I will yeah, probably. Sean Connery ha- or Sean Connery's in Outland, by the way, just so you guys. Oh, yeah. 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 Sean Connery's in Outland. Right. He plays a space cop. <laughs> he does. Actually, he plays a moon of Jupiter cop, which is sort of like a space cop only on a only on a satellite. Does he ever say super gangster? <laughs> he never says super gangster. He was actually uh, kind of a marshal, wouldn't you say? A marshal is a kind of cop. Well, I know that. You cocksucker. <laughs> Shuck you. <laughs> uh, right. Eat my yeah. cock. Um, All right. <laughs> All right. I just love saying foul things in the Sean, Sean Connery fucking Connery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyhow, right. I I think uh, I think let's we've wrap this puppy enough. up. Yes. Let's uh, yeah. let's do some contact information. To Rapid get fire the, contact. Uh, website bmfcast.com. Email bmf at bmfcast.com. Twitter twitter.com slash bmfcast. 
Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMFCast. iTunes. Go to iTunes. Search for the Bad Movie Fiends podcast. Rate us, review us, subscribe, tell your friends. Seriously, rate us and review us. We need some reviews on there. So do it. And finally, the most important thing you can do in your entire life. The Garfield Phone Hotline. 910-5-JOCKS-BMF. 910-556-9263. Call us, leave a message, and you'll get featured on the podcast like Ryan from Dallas, who is an awesome motherfucker. And not in that crazy fucking mother's... What'd you say about... (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, who is an awesome motherfucker. Ryan, who is... Super gangster. <laughs> Ryan, who is super gangster? You're the man now, dog. Ryan. <laughs> You're the man now, Ryan. Right. And those are the ways you can contact us, and you should do it. Sweet. We want to hear from you. We we want super suggestions. We want we just want to hear from you. Like email us, comments on the Facebook page, comments on the website, tell your friends. Yeah. Stuff. And seriously, hope tell your coworkers. All, hope all y'all folks in the uh, in the uh, United States of America had a awesome Thanksgiving. And yes. all you people in all the other countries, seriously, just adopt this holiday. It's the best fucking holiday in the world. Turkey, mashed potatoes, shit. Sweet potato it's pie. Basically, awesome. It's basically football. Eat a shitload of food day and pass the fuck out because yeah. you just ingested a shitload of tryptophan. Like all you all you prosperous countries out there, yeah. You know, or all you prosperous people. Which are is everyone? So here's my tip for Fucking all eat. all you other countries: is go find an indigenous people, take them over, and then break <laughs> bread with them so that you can have an awesome holiday like this. You don't even have to do that shit. Just just make <laughs> up a holiday that's like thankfulness for yeah, for being sure. you know for being for thankfulness for eating turkeys because it's fucking yeah, awesome. So just you're, like you're totally missing mm-hmm. out. Yeah, especially Turkey. Turkey, you guys need to get the fuck on this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, really. Turkey, Your tur- country's called Turkey. Turkey, Turkey is the best. Yeah. So, all right, let's get the hell so, out of here, shall we? Happy thanks, happy post-Thanksgiving, and for all you... Enjoy your long weekend. All you people who have reasonable jobs, uh, happy Friday off. Right. Which is awesome. And uh, we'll see you next week. Right. So, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. Farewell from the Banffcast. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Everyone, and you can have-